Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, in this episode, I'm doing a series called How I Feel. So how I feel being a politician, how I feel being an artist, how I feel being, you know, a pilot. So today I have a guest that I've known for quite a while on social media where she's very, very, very active. And uh, she doesn't, she doesn't, uh... <laughs> hello Madina. Hi, Edward. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Yeah, so uh, in this series I'm talking about um, how I feel. And um, are you a nurse or are you a doctor? I'm actually in the middle. I'm a clinical officer. What does that mean? What's, what's, what's the difference? Um, clinical, that's me. that means I've done clinical medicine and surgery, which is a diploma going for three years. Mm -hmm. But I've also specialized in uh, reproductive health. That's obstetrics. Mm. So I'm a reproductive health clinical officer. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. So what, 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 what does that kind of a person do on a day-to-day? -day? Uh. Okay, on a day-to-day -day basis, I usually see uh, obstetrics patients, those are pregnant women. Pregnant women with maybe diseases and just a normal antenatal care. Mm. I also get to see gynecology patients. Those are both male and female mm. with gynecological issues. Yeah. Infertility, STIs, yeah. all those. And we also get to do surgeries, mm. obstetrics and gynecology surgeries. I was telling you that my mother died out of, uh, you know, typhoid, chronic mm. typhoid. Yeah, yeah. And it is, I always have a feeling that if my mother was was doing well financially, mm. or if my father was doing well financially, or if we the children were were, were adults mm. and were able, then uh, I don't think she would have died out of you know typhoid. Mm. And I think that is the that is that is true to a lot of t people. Yeah, it is you, true. You know. Um, the question of not being able to 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 afford medical care medical care in this mm. country yeah it is very true yeah um, so how did you decide to we we are going to go into into how the government uh, treats the same mm -hmm. medical 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 care mm -hmm. insurance and mm -hmm. and basically uh, the fact that some hospitals would not would not accept you as a patient mm -hmm. either they will allow they will ask you to pay a huge amount of money which sometimes most of the time you'll not be able to afford mm -hmm. or they'll just be casual around around the issue yeah, true. so so um how did you become decide to become a clinical officer? Is it something that you wanted to do? Yes, uh, my mother is a nurse, mm, really? so yeah, <laughs> we we've really grown around the hospital environment. Mm. And uh, apart from that, um, I have seen uh, my brother was also had chronic asthma, and mm. I I've always wanted to to help people. Yeah. Yes, and uh, growing up in a, in such a, a medical environment also just mm. gave me the automatic need to want to do a medical course. Mm. Yes. What does it take to to be a clinical officer? You went to school. Yeah. Mm. So it's actually done in MTCs, but I did mine in Uganda, Fort Portal School of Clinical Medicine. Oh, is that is that in Barara? In uh, Fort Portal, Western Uganda, just near Barara. Just near Barara. Yeah? Yes. 
How and that is also another problem. What? Because during I, I went, which I actually stayed for a very long time outside after after doing college, mm. because I could not get entry into MTC despite having very good marks. Yeah. Because they wanted me to do parallel, and yeah. they actually wanted to be bribe. Mm. Yeah. So getting into MTC was a real hassle, and my parents could not afford parallel. Mm. So I'd actually, I've even done a, an IMIS diploma in information technology mm. as I was waiting. Yeah. So my father really wanted me to go to towards the IT side, but that's, that's not where my heart was. Mm. So I actually went out myself. I actually traveled to Uganda alone to look for admission because I told, really? yes. And Uganda was very transparent. They, I went to a government school in Uganda. Mm -hmm. I did an interview. They saw my papers. They converted the grades and my grades were good. Yeah. And I was, I started and actually it was very cheap. Mm. And the good thing with the uh, Ugandan clinical medicine or medicine is that it's very practical mm. because you go to hospital from day one. Yeah. Unlike Kenya medical courses whereby it's mostly theory, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. Mm. Uh, and so you stayed in Uganda for three years? Yes, three years. All right. Yes. How was it? How was, the, how was life in Uganda? Uganda is beautiful, mm. very nice people. So I've never known, even when you talk online, you never, you never mention Uganda. I have never met. Actually, it's my second home, and it's it's Uganda made me what I am today. Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, only that I did my specialization later in Kenya, but Uganda gave me this chance to be what I am today. Mm. Yes. Amazing, and that is that is part of the part of the part of the part of the questions that we will explore, mm -hmm. in as far as how you feel mm -hmm. uh, being uh, in the medical field, being mm -hmm. a clinical uh, officer. Mm -hmm. That's what you said, right? Yes. All right, and, and, and so what is your, let's talk about, about Kenya and, mm -hmm. and, 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 med, and medical care. Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel about, what do you feel as, as, as a caregiver? Mm -hmm. What do you feel in as far as, you know, the support structure is concerned? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the patients that you meet each and every day in Kenya? Okay. Kwanzaa, I'm, I'm really sorry about your mother. Mm. And I know it must be very painful for you right now. I know, um, like, seeing that her death was actually preventable. Mm. And her story is shared with very many other Kenyans. Yeah. yeah. And my patients actually, um, like, in my line of work, you know, sometimes when I'm, um, I'm making noise about government, and people ask me, like, really, what drives you? Mm. But really, it's the mismanagement in the health sector. Yeah. Like, every time I send a patient home to die, because they cannot afford the tests, yeah. especially patients with cancer, early cancer, somebody comes, uh, you maybe some cervical cancer. Cervical cancer, usually there's a, a bleeding, eh? especially mm. after intercourse. Mm. And when a patient comes with these symptoms, you go ahead and examine, and maybe some of them I see... You do a speculum whereby you check the cervix, huh? mm. and you see a mass. Mm. That means the cancer has been there for quite some time. Mm. Like and yes, like um, let's say for around um, three years and more, mm. for it to progress to having a mass down there. Yeah? Mm. And so this patient is supposed to have a biopsy. Yeah. Yes, in theater. Mm. And um, what is a biopsy? Biopsy is whereby you take a tissue. Yeah. from the the suspected cancer mass mm -hmm. and you take it for testing mm. and we don't have biopsy in Mwingi yeah. so what we do we actually send the samples to Nairobi mm. and we send them to private uh, uh, 
places uh, yeah. for pathology. Mm. Uh, if not, we have to refer the patient to either Thika or Nairobi. Mm. And just recently, Kitui got a pathologist. But all these expenses, there are some patients who cannot even afford transport to, to go to these places. Mm. And minimum for a biopsy right now, I think the minimum is 5,000. Yeah. Some of these patients, you really explain to them and tell them you have a life-threatening condition. Mm. And if you don't do this test and don't get on, on treatment, you're going to die. Yeah. But being financially constrained, they have no option. They just go home to die. Mm. Yes. And that hopelessness mm. is really what drives me to to even speak out against uh, these inequities. Mm. It's it's really not fair. Mm. And you know, uh, when you're not affected, mm. it, it really, uh, you, you wouldn't even know that people have such lives. But being where I am, I see these injustices every day. Mm. Yes. So when, when a patient is not able to afford this test, mm -hmm. uh, then you, you send them home? They go home, yes. Mm. Yeah. Usually there is NHIF mm. for insurance and uh, like in, in, in most of these rural areas, people don't afford, can't afford the NHIF. Mm. And uh, uh, even those who can afford, some of the facilities where they take this, the, the, the common NHIF, not the comprehensive cover, mm. like in these government hospitals that accept NHIF, some of these tests are not there. Because mm. even if a patient has an HIF for maybe a sub-county hospital, mm. you'll not have a biopsy done in a sub-county hospital. Mm. You'll actually be sent in another hospital that, that does not take NHIF, mm. mostly a private hospital. Yeah. Yes. There's also the issue of uh, insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, when I look at my earnings, mm -hmm. sometimes it's also... The, the kind of insurance that you'll want is, the, is, the, is that one that you can't afford. Yeah, true. See, um, mm -hmm. there is there is a there is a particular insurance that I wanted, and it was going for about two hundred ninety thousand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted an insurance where, because, I was thinking that I, 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 I developed a lot of pain on my on my on my on both on both uh, on both feet, mm -hmm. and so I needed to mark time and go for a surgery or some sort of a you know, mm -hmm. uh, but then. So I needed to take an international insurance cover, okay. which costs, I think it was coming to around $2,900 mm -hmm. for me to, and I had to pay it for about two years Imagine. for, for the, for what I had, what are the, what do they call it? Uh, the, the condition that you had when you're having the insurance, the pre-existing condition. Yeah, pre-existing condition. Yeah. yeah. And really I couldn't afford it. Mm. And, um. Finally, I went. I went. I went for the operation, but not through the insurance okay. because it was even cheaper mm. to go Pay. directly. Okay. And have that operation without without the insurance, insurance cover. Mm -hmm. So, I I know that outside the country, people pay insurance monthly, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, it is expensive. Mm -hmm. But but it's something that you can do. Mm -hmm. For example, if somebody told me to pay three thousand a month. Mm -hmm. For an for an for an insurance cover that will ultimately be thirty six thousand a year, mm -hmm. then I can be able to afford the three thousand. Mm -hmm. But if you told me to chuck the thirty six thousand at one go, yeah, then it becomes difficult. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I know, and sometimes there are there are the insurance the insurance companies that want to want to give them post dated checks, mm -hmm. maybe three of them, twelve of twelve of twelve. Mm -hmm. 
But then again, some people, a lot of people in Kenya do not even have checkbooks. Yeah, true. You know, so even to 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 do that arrangement does work for them. Mm. What is your what is your feeling mm-hmm. uh, with the insurance and how it operates in Kenya? Okay, mm. actually, I think uh, the insurance is actually meant for for the middle and upper class mm. in Kenya, as you've mentioned. Even that that's the monthly charges are just above the common common person, yeah. And uh, for uh, people, maybe the, 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 the lower class, trying to pay these uh, insurances, you find that when these people actually have a condition that requires them to use that insurance, they actually find a lot of um, what bottlenecks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you'll find I have so many patients, relatives who've used insurance, and when they go to this hospital, they actually get stuck. Mm. And the insurance companies now refuse to actually pay, yeah. or they pay half of the amount. Mm. So insurance in Kenya is not for poor people. Yeah, uh, it's not. I, I remember I was um, I was told to. So uh, I was supposed to go to the swimming pool mm-hmm. with a with a physio, mm-hmm. and then uh, so it was it was jubilee insurance. Mm-hmm. So jubilee insurance. Originally, they said yes. Mm-hmm. You can go for the insurance. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can go for the for the therapy. Yes. But then, when I showed up at Nairobi Hospital, I I found out that the insurance had written a letter, mm-hmm. you know, cancelling what they already they authorized. Yes. Yeah. So that, that yeah, so they had cancelled it, mm-hmm. and they say that uh, the, the, what their reason was that the patient does not need that kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. On what grounds now? She just said that. Mm. And, um, and that is that is so 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 with with this with jubilee mm-hmm. i've given them post dated checks mm-hmm. and that is the that is the time that my name was actually forwarded to uh, this place they forward your name when you don't pay your debt what is it Serbi. yes why <laughs> 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 so, so I, I wrote because i was remaining with one payment mm-hmm. uh, one check payment mm. so i called them and mm. i told them that if i am not going to do this therapy then our deal is off mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to pay the last amount. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I wrote to the bank and mm-hmm. cancelled that leave. Okay. You see. Mm. Yeah, and and then they, they 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 followed me for almost six months to pay that 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 money, mm. so about fourteen thousand, okay. and I never paid it. Yeah. And ultimately, they took my name to CRP. Okay, no, that's that's very insincere. <laughs> you see, so mm. so so I, you know, that's the reason why I got that insurance. So they, mm. what they wanted me to do, mm-hmm. so. Nairobi Hospital wanted me to pay cash for, okay. for that kind of therapy, mm-hmm. and obviously, when you when you approach Nairobi Hospital and you want to do physiotherapy mm-hmm. on a cash basis, mm-hmm. it's another story. Mm. So that therapy was never done. Okay, you know. So so, but then again, why do you think that there is there is no way we can pay for insurance like like monthly or or, and 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 the, what the government can do. Mm-hmm about the issue of uh, of insurance it is it is obvious that mm-hmm. it is obvious that nhif is not doing anything about this issue yeah, it, it is helping things uh, bills like 20000 15000 mm. yeah, but when we are talking about a cancer when we are talking about mm, chronic diseases chronic diseases so mm. life threatening diseases then then then, then they don't need. nhif cannot be able to come in handy and help it is true mm. and you know the problem uh, with the insurance industry in kenya i think uh, is full of crooks yeah mm. because they will not question or ask you anything when you're contributing the money but when yeah. you really want the services that's when now they come 
you know like a company some of these companies will even come to hospital to really confirm if you're sick yeah and they'll even interrogate you but yeah. who leaves their house to go and sit in a hospital just to to chew you insurance they do, they, money they do that yes they do come they, to the hospital yes and they come to you. hospital interrogate you interrogate the person taking care of you they even want to see the the sheets the treatment sheet and all that mm. and that is really bad because um they don't what what do they think is happening here they actually think maybe you just there you you have maybe you know there there actually some cartels huh? yeah. which uh, fleece these insurance companies yeah. but they, that's not the attitude they're supposed to have it's up to them to do the investigations mm. but they can do it in a less crude manner yeah. you cannot be so confronting how, how, patients like like what would be happening here if if there was to if they are suspecting pr- uh, fraud what what kind of fraud is going on uh sometimes they say um some hospitals pretend they have patients and they just charge them without having patients yeah. and sometimes they say maybe the patients call you to the hospital to mm-hmm. fleece them of money mm. but now they usually they, they really harass people yeah mm, they really harass people they'll come to you maybe you have a child in hospital they'll come and inquire ask is this kid really sick they live in you know that's harassment yeah. and you're paying yes. it's not for free yeah so they just on ask you chungu kutumia you spending that money and you've actually contributed so yeah. why why are they feeling that mm. and another problem with the nhif in kenya is that um nhif uh, paying your bills with nhif is a real hassle mm. just ask somebody maybe in this big uh, kenyatta level 4 hospitals like for you to discharge a patient on nhif utazunguka mm. like you'll spend the whole day and they won't even pay the entire amount yeah so and um sometimes like um even these other insurances I've, I've had relatives whereby they they had to call the company where this person is working mm. to negotiate i mean what are you negotiating and you're contributing what do you mean negotiate like um, they say they are not going to pay so the insurance they, pays yeah insurance them. says they are not going to pay then you're told uh, to go negotiate with your company to see uh and now the company calls the insurance company to say now go ahead pay and you need and why should they do that and you're contributing yeah. i mean it's not a favor yeah yeah mm. it's not a favor and um really uh, health is a basic human right i mean mm. not having money to pay for 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 your nini hospital visits and all that really it, mm. it's indignifying yeah yeah and um the government has the ability to provide healthcare affordable what, quality what, what, healthcare what what, what what how the, how, is, how do you think the government should approach this the issue of taking care of the health of the of 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 with citizens actually we we see that um, actually government has a very has very many loopholes whereby mm. they lose money mm. And if only this money was put in the right places and we've seen these things work fortunately somebody like Kivuda Kibwana mm. and his Makweni universal healthcare plan eh? yeah. that thing is working is it yes it is mm. yeah it is and um they pay how much a thousand I think a thousand shillings for per family yeah yeah and the good thing with Makweni is that they put their money where it's needed yeah so you're given that cover and the hospitals will have drugs they'll have the tests mm. We also had the same introduced in Mwingi. We had the Kitui healthcare health universal healthcare mm. insurance. Mm. It's called Kichik. Yeah. So you pay a thousand shillings also and it takes care of your family. The thousand is yes. a month or for it's a year. A year. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A year. 
So the problem with Kitui is that they never, actually there was an influx of patients when they introduced this insurance. Yeah. Yeah, because people really enrolled because they were told you will be coming with this card and you'll be treated for free. Yeah. So people actually came and these people are really sick. No namtu meka with a mask. They had really sick. No namtu ni mgonjwa kabisa. And they were staying at home because they couldn't afford. Yeah. But now they came. But on coming now there were no drugs in the hospital. Yeah. So they just sat down and uh 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 did what they introduced this thing without even sitting down and planning yeah and like makweni some where, sort of copy pasting yes it's copy pasting yes yeah. yeah they were just doing it for pr because in makweni before they they introduced this uh universal healthcare plan mm. they had actually even employed people for this yeah yeah so they in, uh, in employed medical uh, care workers they increased their actually they even built some health centers uh. So when people could access these hospitals, there were drugs, there were tests. Mm. Unlike us, whereby in Kitui, they introduced the card without even having enough There's healthcare. There's one that was done in Kisumu called MTBA, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's done. It's, they have some kind of collaboration with, uh, mm. uh, with MTBA. Mm-hmm. But I, I do not know how it is doing in mm-hmm. Kisumu. So... so your take would be that this thing should be replicated duplicated across it should the be duplicated across the country actually the makweni healthcare universal healthcare plan is working mm. and it should be replicated also in the country and these governors can see yeah. whatever is happening in makweni mm. but health has a lot of money both from government and non-governmental organizations yeah and this is where these people are eating yeah another thing i also think health should not should not have been devolved yeah yes and why was it in it was devolved i mean these these are but, just but but when 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 people said that they wanted to have their own structures mm-hmm. their own way of life mm-hmm. their own economic agenda their own economic recovery recovery route mm-hmm. i mean i i would think that health would be that kind of uh, recovery route that they wanted for themselves mm-hmm. and and do you really because if you if you say that health should not have been devolved Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because the the devolution of health has created chaos people have not uh stepped up and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know embrace some level of responsibility or do you think that they do not the the counties do not have the capacity The counties actually what you've said is true mm-hmm. I mean the country the counties do not have the capacity mm-hmm. or even the goodwill to manage health Why why In do that, I have a feeling that it is goodwill rather than rather than capacity Mm. because because i i mean i mean if 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 people can spend 30 mm-hmm. million mm-hmm. in a stretch of road mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that that is going to be to, to be it is going to be impossible to pass through that road in the next three months mm-hmm. because they have just taken mud from someone and lined <laughs> and, and, it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then so the question is if they can do that how mm-hmm. do, how difficult is it to to do a dispensary with it with this with this 30 million So yeah. so sometimes I feel like it's more of goodwill it's more mm. of rather than capacity because 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 how do we how do you get capacity mm-hmm. you get capacity from uh, from people who are knowledgeable mm-hmm. if you get administ- uh, health administrators you get you get doctors you get people who know mm-hmm. which which equipment is needed mm-hmm. you know actually on capacity there's a very huge problem with the counties mm. because it's politicians who are managing health yeah. in the counties not doctors not nurses yeah. not clinicians it's yeah. the politicians 
because uh, you'd find like the CEOs for health in most counties are politicians. Yeah. Like in one of the counties, I'll not mention, mm. uh, there was a, a retired DO, yeah. districts of whatever. District district, officer. Yeah, yeah. And um, this person could not even see why people needed to specialize. Mm. When people are going for, actually used to, to tell people not to go back to school, you know? Yeah. Because you could not, and this is a person who does not know how the health sector works. Eh? Yeah. And you find like uh, the MCAs, uh, one of the MCAs is the one charged for, to be in charge of health. Ivana eh? Semanga, yeah. there's a minister for health in the county. Yeah. It's an MCA. Yeah. Who minister does not, <laughs> yes, minister. Mdonajita <laughs> yeah. minister for health. Eh? Yeah. And they know nothing about health. Eh? Yeah. And these are the people charged with that making uh, decisions at the county on health issues. Mm. These are the people who are being told, no, um, We've had these politicians come to hospital doing PR, uh, what are they looking for? They don't know anything about it. There's who understands whatever is needed in a hospital. Yeah. So yeah. what are they doing? Mm. Another thing about the counties, even managing the personnel has been difficult because yeah. Uh, yeah. the people at the payroll, that is usually in some of these counties. Mm. Um, and it's another avenue to be corrupt and to and, yes. to, and to and to and to fleece the the the, the, count, the, the people. Yeah, true. Because mm. like uh, you know, for for us uh, civil servants, every three years you're supposed to go to a different job group. Yeah. But with the counties, it's not automatic. Mm. And I think they actually get the allocation for this. You know, find a job group, it comes with some money. Yeah. So where does that money go to? Mm. Because they don't promote people. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, um, we have seen impunity. Mm. Because like uh, these governors are using people's salaries yeah. for development and other issues. Mm. Uh, right now, Kitui County has been on strike. We've been on strike since August. Really? Yes, and we've not been paid since July. You have not been paid since July? Yes. Wow. And uh, you'll not see it in the news. Why? I think, uh, you know, nowadays media is all about money. Mm. I think these people are paid to keep Neg quiet. Negative stories are no longer selling. Yes, they're not selling. So yeah. that, that that really doesn't matter. Mm. But this story is not selling, but people are dying. Yeah. Because hospitals have been closed. Mm. Yes. And now tell me, where would the, will the mothers go? Especially mothers. I feel for the mothers. I don't know if uh, if it's because I usually deal with them. Mm. But labor, giving birth is actually a very big deal. Mm. It's not something you can put off. Yeah. I will give birth next month when I get money. It doesn't yeah. work like that. yeah. So this mother has to give birth. Uh, minimum um, private facility, I think, for a normal delivery, they charge mm. 8000 10000 yeah. And that's on the lower side. Eh? Mm. How many mothers in the rural areas can afford that money? Most of them are delivering at home because they cannot afford that money. Mm. Then a mother who has been done cesarean section. This is somebody who is not supposed to, to, to deliver normally. Yeah. Because what happens, where the scar is, there's a line of weakness. And this mother can get a ruptured uterus. This mother is not supposed to deliver at home. But right now, hospi government hospitals are closed in most of the counties. So where will these mothers go? Mm -hmm. They'll deliver at home. And what will happen? If a mother gets her uterine rupture, they will not even reach the hospital. Some of them even die in the hospital setting. Yeah. You'll try to transfuse, uh, go back and try and, and correct it, but mm. it's too late. Yeah. So what happens now when they have a uterine rupture at home? Mm. They'll die. Yeah. Yes. And losing a mother in a family setting is a really big deal. Yeah. Especially, 
in uh, in villages where mothers yes. are mothers are breadwinners. Yeah, they are breadwinners and they are everything. Mm. Yes, they are everything. Now tell me a household in a rural setting without a mother. What yeah. happens to those kids? I can only imagine. Ah, yeah. So, it's so, so, so as a as a as a, as a healthcare worker. Mm. You are angry. Very? Yeah. Yes. You are you are angry with at who? Is it the government? Is it the Because now we have two governments. Mhm. We have the one that is taking care of us down there mm-hmm. at the county level, mm-hmm. and then we have the the other one mm-hmm. seated at the at uh, along along state house road. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I feel like we are in a very bad place, mm-hmm. whichever way you turn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have a government that is that is not very much up to task. Mm-hmm. We have another sister government that mm-hmm. is that is claiming to be closest closer to us, and yeah, they are true. not. So, uh, so your your anger is is towards who? Sorry. Who is uh, who is who is ultimately responsible for these for these things? Uh, actually, both both governments because um, some of some of these counties are working, like Makweni government is working, yeah. and it's it's being seen, yeah. Mm. So you can't you can't uh, blame all the governors, mm. and um, also the national government has a role in all this. In the, in the in the so like some things are still coordinated from the national government, mm. like this COVID nineteen thing, and yeah. you saw how all these things came. Huh? Yeah, yeah, like um, the government took charge for COVID, and it also took charge for some things like medical equipments. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you take an MRI machine in a sub-county hospital that even doesn't have a person to operate it? Mm. And this county hospital does not even have enough drugs. So, which is the priority? Mm. And you know people are doing it for the tenders, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it for the tenders. But even before you, you tender and eat all this, you must look at the basic things, yeah? Mm. So, I think both national and county governments have a role to play in this. And even the Kenyans themselves. Mm. Although maybe you can say the electoral process has been hijacked, but we people woke up to mm. elect these people. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So there is there is something that I always I always feel like a typical Kenyan mm-hmm. coming from from along the shores of 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 River Nyando mm-hmm. where I was born. Mm-hmm. These people. I sometimes even feel like do they do they know why they should elect someone? Do they even know where their responsibilities lie? Do they have expectations? Like do they have a health expectation? Do they have uh you know industrial expectation, the roads, mm-hmm. the electricity? Mm-hmm. Because for example in in Luanyanza, mm-hmm. when we want to elect Raila Odinga, mm-hmm. Do we even ask what is going to do for us? Mm-mm. You know. Mm. So sometimes I feel like we, yes, people wake up to go and vote. Yeah, true. But do we even know what what we are going to vote for? Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like somebody has been so much in hunger, mm-hmm. like there is no food, mm-hmm. 
uh, there is no drinking water. Mm-hmm. There is no shelter, mm-hmm. proper shelter. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. Uh, there is no health, mm-hmm. healthcare. Mm-hmm. And this person has been living in this situation for 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 the for the entire time that they have been. Yeah. They have been they have been human beings. Yeah. And so even every five years when you tell them to go and elect somebody, mm. I wonder if this person is like somebody something is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We we have a very huge problem, yeah, because our people really don't understand the role mm. of government. Yeah. And um somehow the government is also responsible. Mm. I remember prior to last elections there was a a, a human rights civil rights uh, body which wanted to do civil education. Mm. And actually they were banned from doing it. Yeah. Mm. They were banned from doing it. Why were they banned from doing it? They were told, uh, and, and the government had access to the information they wanted to disseminate. Yeah. But they really, and it was not offensive or anything, treasonous. Yeah. They felt threatened because they don't want an informed population. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really inform people, if people are informed eh, and they know the power of their voters' card, eh, this will change their maths completely. Mm. And you know, I remember I, I usually say jokingly, there's an uncle of mine who asked me that I keep on complaining, is that my money mm. that is stolen? Mm. And that's an elderly man. I mean, he's around 60-something. Yeah. A 60-something person are not understanding that actually tax is the one that funds government. Yeah. And he should that's only be concerned that the money is being stolen. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me that. Mm-hmm. What should I tell such a person? Yeah? Mm-hmm. It just uh, brought me back to reality that our people are ignorant. They mm-hmm. really don't even know what our government is supposed to do. And when you don't know um, the roles of maybe somebody who's supposed to do something for you, you'll, even, you'll not even complain. Mm-hmm. And you'll not even uh, have the need to act because... Mm-hmm. You don't even know that because sometimes to. I feel like election is just like a party. It is. It is like 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 a season mm. for people to you know uh, bring their bulls outside mm-hmm. uh, into the arena. Yeah, true. And fight. Mm. And at the end of the day, there is no prize money. Yeah, it uh, is very true. You know. Mm. So, do you think do you think anything is going to change? Um, the situation we are in right now is very difficult. It's even mm. more difficult than we were in before this, the previous elections. Yeah. I mean, we are more deeper into shit, eh? mm. and it's going to be really difficult. And as we see, I mean, as we approach the elections, I'm sure we'll have, um, we'll be muzzled. Let me tell you, we'll mm. not be able to speak. Mm. And um, to talk about relationship experts, we'll have to stop talking about government because people will disappear. Mm. Yes, and um, we are seeing this uh, autocratic science coming right now, and it's going to be worse as we approach elections. Mm. So it's not as easy as it uh, as it was previously. Mm. But we don't have another country yeah. to call home. Mm. So we must, we must, we must fight. Yeah, yeah, and we must educate the people where we are. Mm. And me, I usually educate even my patients. I tell them. Mm. You, before you go home, mm. you must know that this facility is supposed to have these services, but it doesn't have because of politics. Mm. Next time you're going to vote, vote for somebody who has interests in your in your well-being. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, Madina. 
mm-hmm. for coming. Thank you. And for chatting with me. All right. Uh, Thank you very much for on, the opportunity. On, on, what, on what you feel. Uh-huh. The feeling is of anger, apathy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I don't know whether it's also hopelessness. Mm-hmm. But I hope that uh, things will be better. We have no country. We, and have, we have to fight for this We one. have to fight for this country. This is what we call home. Yeah. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. And uh, until another episode, bye for now.